welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne, as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas. Welcome to our 23rd episode of the Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. I am your host, Alexandros Megas. And I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne. Today, there was a question from you, my friend. What did you, what is it that you asked me? Well, it's about um, symbols. And um, a while back when um, you were taking me through the process of crafting an affirmation that I could use, you um, you took that and you said you would create a symbol to represent it. And um, while I thought that was really unusual at the time, uh, the more I thought about it, the more I, I kind of started to think about symbols and how they act as kind of uh, almost like um, shorthand for messages that we um, associate with them. And sometimes those messages are created by ourselves and sometimes they're created by people who want us to get a message from them. So logos for, for companies. So I just thought um, that uh, we might talk about symbols and uh, how they influence us and how we use them for positive and how we might be influenced by them in a negative way, uh, controlled as it were by what other people want to show us. So interested to get your thoughts on that yeah that is great and i i love that topic i have for for a long time because i've always been interested in um, symbolism and symbology since the ancient years because clearly symbols have been very widely used uh since the ancient years and for a reason that is obvious to me but not obvious to everyone out there. Mm. So let's start with uh, the more surface level of what a symbol is, how it can be used. Everyone is familiar with um, the need. Right? It's, it's almost impossible to think of a company, <clears throat> of an entity, mm. uh, a business entity, that doesn't have a logo, right? That everyone uh, is entirely convinced. I don't think there's, there's ever been in the past decades since uh, this element started being introduced in the corporate world. I don't think there's been a legal entity that doesn't have a logo or didn't see the need to create a logo. And do you, given that you're... Um in that space, I mean, where, 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 
where did that come from? Is there a history to it or? Um... You know, that's an interesting question. I, I am not entirely sure, but I know, I know where it really came from. Okay. You know, because uh, going back to the understanding of what a symbol, a logo is a symbol, right? Yeah. What is a symbol? A symbol is uh, the linguistic part of the way that our subconscious mind communicates, understands, and then communicates. So uh, to give an example, the symbol of a cross, yeah. right? people, millions of people around the world, when they see a cross, immediately, like, that's an instant, this is magic. This isn't, you know, mm -hmm. I, there's no other way to, to put this. The, the, instant, the instant, the moment you see a cross, something happens within you mm. like there's a shift there is some kind of a of an emotional change in you why i mean and and by the way uh symbols have piggybacked have been piggybacked since the ancient years a whole lot like for example it's unknown to most people that the symbol of the cross is actually the symbol of zeus Okay. Uh, and you see, that's why if you go to Greece and look at ancient artifacts, you'll see crosses <laughs> all over the place, right? And, and someone who doesn't know, like, whoa, you know, they knew, they probably thought Christ was coming or, you know, whatever. But let's not get too specific about this because people get upset. <laughs> But just just on that, I mean, what was the, what was the significance of, of it being the symbol of Zeus, like what, what did it come from in, in that context? Well, I, I don't know the specific uh, background of exactly what this symbolized about Zeus. <clears throat> because, I mean, it's one of those things where I think about it sometimes and I have to go and research it and then I get distracted and do something else. Yeah. But um, what is certain is that in the quest of creating a logo, let's say for yourself or for your company, what you are doing is you're putting within that logo all the significant emotional information that needs to be reflected so that instantly when someone sees it, hopefully they can be triggered to want to know what this is about or drawn to it. And, um, with successful business entities and corporations, we know how this works. Like you see the Apple logo anywhere, like you see it on toilet paper, you're going to be gravitating towards, oh, this is the highest quality toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's true because that's, that's how this is conditioning. And conditioning happens now and being triggered by what? By a symbol, by a you know, an icon. Mm. But is that, is that though, um, because what I was intrigued by when you created the symbol for me was, 
I was thinking, how, how's, he, how's, how's that? Is there a language of symbols in terms of how to build them up? Um, and is that what we're getting when, when people create logos? Because I've never sat down with a graphic designer who, who talked about you know, elements of a logo, which other than on a very superficial level, um, that the re it represented something deep on the surface possibly, but, but nothing deep. Um, so it, I suppose, is there a language of, of symbols? So you build them up using building blocks of language? Um, or is it a case that um, you create a symbol, you create a logo, and then you create a narrative around it which imbues it with a, a load of me meaning? Um, and that's what we pick up on. Or is it a case that there's a bit of both here? Okay, well, it, it is a bit of both actually, but uh, what the most, yes, the, what the most important thing is, is our uh, connection. When you are creating a symbol, your connection, your emotional connection to that symbol, your intention is mm -hmm. what the most important thing is. Uh, but can you connect in some way or shape or form with um, established and ancient looking symbols from the past? Absolutely. I'll give an example. This is the alchemical symbol for air. Okay. Right? Or um, the, I'll show you now something that I'm sure you've seen before. Yeah. The integrated upside, uh, up, upwards triangle and downwards triangle. Together, mm. they create a star, right? But this, in essence, is the, uh, you could say, as above, so below, or, or um, uh, the symbol of uh, fire and water, you know, merged together. It's alchemy, right? Mm. So you, you see entire countries, entire religious organizations being based on symbols like that. Right. Because it isn't it doesn't matter if someone consciously understands what this is about, they are affected by it. Mm -hmm. They are affected by it almost by not almost by magically affected by it because they our energetic bodies are familiar with these symbols. Because you know, we travel through lives, I mean we've been around, it's everything we are uh, is dust, universal dust. Like we all come together again and again and we're composed by the same elements, right? So uh, all this stuff is familiar to us on a level that is very deep, even if we don't know about it. Uh, and we are affected even if we don't know about it. But if you want to start looking at this on a personal level, when I created, I linked the affirmation that we created together for you to this particular symbol, because all you have to do then, once you understand that there is a, there is a link between this drawing, between this icon and all these words that create emotions for you and that 
um, are linked to your desired outcome. Once this link is established emotionally and, of course, and of course subconsciously, then you don't have to think of the words anymore. Mm. Right? All you have to do is look at the symbol, meditate on the symbol, you know, or make even I had um, one of my clients um, create a, an actual pendant. Yeah from that symbol send it to someone who does like metal work and everything and they create and it was beautiful now the moment she wears this on this is linked instantly to her ethereal body yeah so it's with her and he's manifesting <clears throat> it's it's like repeating the mantra of your affirmation forever like constantly think about it think about having an affirmation that you constantly and magically repeat all day and all night long mm -hmm. without stop without pause can you imagine what the power of this thing is mm. And how important it is. This is why people get so bent out of shape about logos and things like that, you know because even the ones that are not esoterically inclined, they understand that they need to create something that is striking mm. to the eye and, and therefore to the subconscious because it creates an emotional link. And um, color plays a big part in the modern logo. I mean, typically symbols you know, stand on their own in whatever form they're in, whether you draw it in black and white on, on a piece of paper or you make it out of metal or wood or whatever. So it's, it tends to be um, um, monochrome in, in whatever that is. Uh, um, so, but color has come to play in such a significant part of modern logos and modern imagery, um, in particular when it's used in marketing you know to what extent does that come into play does it just strengthen it or is it relevant or yes of course because co color corresponds to emotions right like for example you know that red yeah. is it could be used for for love for passion for anger mm. for for um aggress aggression you know what i mean like you see um for example the the German um, paraphernalia and uh, the uniforms during World War II. Oh, the Nazi stuff. The Nazis yeah. had a very strong sense of color, mm. combining the black and the and the blood red. You know mm. that was all. About, it was all about strength and aggression. Mm. It was all about being. You know in it creates this sense of being unbeatable, you know? I remember so, actually reading a piece on that, on that the actual swastika that they had taken, um, while it actually has quite a sinister meaning now, that it actually originally came from a much more benign. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I can't and remember we, what it was, but I remember reading a piece on, on it. Talk about the power of symbols, right? That's, yeah. that's actually a great example. Uh, the swastika is a reversed, the, the, the Nazi swastika is a reversed symbol, uh, Buddhist symbol 
that is actually uh, a symbol of, of life, symbol of creation. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but what happens now? You take that and you reverse it, or you invert something. Right. And then you, you flip the, the meaning. Right. And uh, that kind of thing is being picked up by the subconscious mind. Right. This is how... Um, this is how susceptible we are. This is how sensitive we are to these things. Right. And of course now, because of all uh, the exposure this symbol has had for all this, all this time, it has destroyed the amazing significance of the initial symbol. Mm. This is the power of it, right? It's like, it, and now of course, most people don't know what the Nazi swastika the way that it goes, you know, how does it go this way or does it go that way? They don't know, but if they see that symbol, they will crucify you and how dare you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is how horribly um, powerful, I mean, it could be wonderfully powerful, but also horribly powerful this thing is. And, and this is the reason for us actually talking about this today, because symbols are, for the most part, on the, on the outside, symbols are breaking us down and destroying our lives especially wow, a big for, statement yeah well for anything that think about it when i say destroying our lives um i will elaborate anything that we get exposed to that comes from the corporate world and that corporate world of course in that is included the media and all this you know like mm. facebook think of that f <laughs> you know what i think about when i think about yeah. it yeah. But um, but now everyone, every, someone sees that F and, you know, they, they, they know intimately what thing is, what this means, mm. right? And this symbol will, or, you know, any kind of corporate symbol will communicate something to you. And usually what it communicates to you is like, you have to pay attention to me. Mm. Because because it's very crucial that you pay attention to me. Now, the moment you pay attention to something that is outside of you, you are directing your energy towards that entity. Hypnosis kicks in. That's right. That's exactly what it is. So for that reason, think about the fact that most of our daily lives is being run by paying attention to symbols like that, you know? Mm. Uh, and, you know, even as, as something as benign as, I don't know, the New York Yankees logo, you know, mm. I mean, that kind of stuff, this in and of itself, talk about hypnosis, man. You look at someone's uh, license plate, you know, you're driving, someone sees, you know, that logo on the license plate and a sense of like either camaraderie like yeah, you're my yeah. brother you know immediately you know, why <laughs> i don't understand this yeah 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 <laughs> but but this is how it works isn't that, isn't that insanity this is absolute insanity this, and you know, this is actually giving you a good understanding of how powerful the symbols are yeah like they can make you submit and absolutely submit everything. Just really kneel down and, and pay attention and pay your respects. So you know what? Mm. You know, you, you walk around with a, a shirt that has a Nike swish on it, 
Now, you see, the symbol is so powerful, they don't even need the words anymore. Mm. Yeah. Do you understand? Because they, they know. They know. Because kind of corporations of this magnitude, they have people that are very knowledgeable in the way of creating uh, awareness and creating um, a, a sense of emotional mm. significance and and have people being drawn to everything they do so they know that this this will now for whatever this means in people's hearts uh, will work immediately uh, even if they don't like you know you are you are certain has a little whatever switch over there and you don't consciously notice this and that's actually, I mean, immediately, you're, you're not immediate, immediately noticing it. But, you know, sometimes you do. But even whether you do or you don't, you are immediately linked to something. There is something that this says about the person that wears this thing. Mm. You know? and, and this is so powerful. It's a piece of magic magical paraphernalia they wear on themselves and then magically and hopefully they transfer some of that magic onto their person and now they beam that kind of thing to anybody else yeah right like of a, uh, i don't know like uh calvin klein or <laughs> tom hilfiger yeah I mean, I, yeah all, all it says something about me too that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so these are just symbols, just symbols. No, <clears throat> it's not just symbols. These are extremely powerful, magical symbols that once they have communicated enough times to your subconscious what they mean, an example of that, the Apple logo means what? Class, uh, uh, aristocracy of design, you know, quality, uh, mm. You know, for the creative, crazy yeah, people. Even, yeah, 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 yeah. And even, even um, rebellion for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you would link rebellion to something like Apple. Like, yeah, they managed to establish mm. that kind of link between the collective unconscious and the brand mm. that for some reason we are here to break the mold, you know, Fuck all these people that make you, you know, IBM. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the boring ass, you know, uh, conservative, uh, total lack of creativity individuals. You are here to change the world. You know what I mean? So it's, it's <laughs> you know, think of uh, Steve Jobs' uh, little monologue, you know. Here's hmm. to the, what is it? To, to the crazy Here's ones. to the crazy ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know so so you wear that symbol proudly on you mm. i'm surprised they haven't made they haven't made jewelry <laughs> because you know what i mean so it is massively intoxicating is massively powerful and it massively will uh, affect your life so is is the actual symbol um the symbol itself important or is it 
the story that goes with it and the degree to which the story around it is told that actually imbues this into it because you know if if um if i just pick up some a pen and do some random set of shapes uh which you know turns into a, a symbol uh, i may have a, a view that it reminds me of what i stand for but actually nobody else probably will um but when i start telling the story that it's about creativity that it's about class that it's about design that it's about those that are different and special um and i push that out more and more is that is it not that that's imbuing that set of squiggles with that meaning um rather than they having that meaning in their own right yes it is your original and initial intention right while while you're creating the symbol uh that creates this sort of uh, this sort of reaction uh, and the more you cultivate that of course the more it's been created in the minds of the people who get exposed to it uh but also let's not underestimate uh the the importance that a lot of corporations are using like i said they're linking ancient uh, mm-hmm. shapes and, and symbols that are actually very important to the human psyche they have been since the dawn of humanity uh, through ancient years through i mean you know, egypt greece you know sumeria okay. uh, so these are symbols that already have established meanings yes and people right. are piggy piggybacking on that's right okay J- just like the cross for, for example okay. yeah like the cross uh, was uh, the symbol of zeus mm. and uh, what better thing to do than piggyback on something that already has massive power mm. you know when you come over hey you know we're flipping the script here but uh you know we're keeping this so that so the emotional significance the subconscious significance to this icon is still there no so you can carry on you know what i mean like yeah. from one one space from point a to point b you can take you know if you come up with a new religion uh, but you base your symbol uh, of that religion on an old on an old and established symbol then it's going to be easier for me to uh, come across mm. and is there a um would there be the equivalent of a kind of a, a dictionary um of iconography does such a thing exist i've never I've never thought about it yeah absolutely yeah. i mean there's many but you can find like there's an encyclopedia of um, symbols okay and i would highly recommend you to get one because once you start first of all seeing the symbols that you know, I recognize that oh i recognize that and then you start reading what these are about you might be surprised as to um the significance that a lot of those symbols have had right or you you will definitely get enriched and inspired about symbols that you now can incorporate in your life I mean, you have to put it you have to make a company that's linked to it mm-hmm. but everything we do 
everything we do on a daily basis. Imagine, so people have, for example, people buy art, yeah, and to, to put into their, their living quarters. Why? Because, I mean, for many reasons, clearly, but, but uh, there is a main reason. People have an emotional link with a piece of art. Yeah. Every time they look at this, mm. it makes them feel something. Mm. Hopefully what it makes them feel is something positive, sure. something encouraging, something beautiful, something loving, something that they look forward to. Uh, and so art in and of itself, as I've said many times before, art is magic mm. because art is directly speaking into the subconscious mind. Mm. And by yes, doing- I, I've had, I mean, I'm sure you've had the experience, but I've had um, heard stories from artists where they said that, you know, people have, have walked up to, um, you know, in, a, in an exhibition or, or where they've seen it even in a very casual uh, ex- exhibition situation, people walked up to one of their works and said, I want that because it reminds me of the place I used to go with my husband and he died last year. And, you know, it's like whole story in there, which obviously is their story, not what the artist's original and necessarily their intention was. Um, But on the basis of that connection, they pay, they, they buy the painting because that's what it means to them. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, this stuff is is not to be overlooked. Like we've said on this podcast already several times, it is very important, very beneficial to us to become conscious, to start living consciously. Yeah. Which means to start bringing into the forefront a lot of the stuff that lingers in the background and affects us without us even knowing, <clears throat> you know? So this, all this stuff, symbology is actually an amazing way to start becoming conscious uh, of who you are, of your life. And then of course, like I said, studying symbols from the past is great, but the knowledge that of how important a symbol is in your daily life can get you on a journey to start then creating your own symbols. I mean, think, think of it, you can have symbols for anything. You know, like if I, I, if I give you a, you an example, X, give me something that with X, like a sentence, I don't know, X marks the spot. X marks the spot, yeah, or exit. <laughs> exit. X-Men. <laughs> That's right. So X in and of itself has a certain significance. Hmm. You know, or an arrow. Hmm. I mean, what is an arrow? An arrow has, has a lot of significance. Hmm. A circle. You know, think of the, tra- you know, you have to go far. Think of the traffic signs. Hmm. Yeah. So they they're directing are, you to do something. That's right. And these are deeply psycholo- deep psychological tools, mm. deep subconscious tools. 
So if you take something like a, an arrow used in a, in a, um, in a traffic uh, sign, um, you know, you can understand what's going on there in the sense that it's directing you to do something. When you step out of that and you look at an arrow used in a, in a corporate symbol, it's also directing you to do something. That's right. And that's that actual linkage is not something that we would be consciously aware of. I certainly wouldn't be. And now that you mention it, it's obvious. Of course, because every time you see an arrow, an arrow is a very aggressive symbol. Mm. It's commanding you to do something, mm. right? Follow the arrow. Everybody knows that. You know, we grow up as little kids, babies understand what it means to follow the arrow. You see an arrow, you got to follow it. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. You go to the supermarket now, it's like during the, uh, the pandemic, right? Mm. Uh, you go to the supermarket and you see arrows. You know, it's like a, yeah. it's like a one lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you, you can't, how dare you? People get upset, you know, break that. It's supposed to be going this way. Don't you see the arrow? <laughs> you should come to Ireland. We just ignore them. <laughs> or Greece, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's very relevant. Everything has been communicated. You know, it's like there's control going on by virtue of the fact that these arrows and symbols are being placed in these situations. And then people are complying because they're doing what they're told. Yeah. And, and if you start actually, let's say you say, well, tomorrow I will make a note of every single symbol that mm. I come across. Mm. You will lose your mind, brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to make a, a conscious effort to not, because there's so many that you don't even see. Mm. I mean, they, they say that we're bombarded by something like, by <clears throat> something like at least 5,000 branding messages without even getting out of the house every day. Uh -huh. and, and I might be, Lowballing it, mm. you know. And think, I give you another reason why this has become so insidious. You go to the supermarket and you see a package with whatever you want, you know, like a, a cucumber mm. <laughs> package, zero logo, no label at all. Mm. And you see one just like it right next to you. It's got the beautiful logo. Oh, you know, Family Farmers Association, you know, like, mm, yeah. the, you know, one, you see, like, <laughs> like a communist symbol, right? that's another one. Uh, you see people coming together, you know, like whatever, the farmers, you know, we are here to make you help, you know, whatever. Um, which one are you going to get? Mm -hmm. yeah. I guarantee you, you'll get the branded one. Yeah. yeah. Because we have been deeply conditioned to seek that brand. Because we need to be, our subconscious needs some kind of communication to understand whether or not this is uh, beneficial, whether or not this should be consumed. Mm. We have been deeply programmed to not even trust something that's not branded. 
Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. exactly, you know, if, as a, as a marketer, this is, this is the, the marketer's dream, mm. fantasy and dream. This is, it doesn't get any better than that. So what do we do to, um, I suppose, take back our personal control to not be destroyed or negatively led by the nose in effect is what they're trying to do. Um, what do we do to, uh, to combat that? I don't think it's possible at this stage. Okay. It's the, the virus, as they say, is, is gone too deep. The, mm. the cancer has grown too. We're screwed, uh, basically. Strong. Yeah, no, we are. Yeah, but there is something you can do. Start being conscious. Yeah, ask for, questions. Yes. And, and for example, you know, if I see, because, you know, I am one of the people that are very drawn by the Apple brandy, mm. right? So I will ask questions about it to myself. Hey, you know, are you, do you really need that? Or are you being uh, hypnotized right now by this thing? Mm. By its packaging, by its impeccable design, by the logo, which has brought so much happiness in your life. <laughs> you know? Um, so question, question everything. That doesn't mean that you, you're not going to be affected by it. Mm. But let's just for, for, for a, a second, escaping the, the, the effects of branding from, corp, from the corporate world or from politics or you know, anything like that that affects our lives daily, I don't think at this point is very possible. But you can start creating your own symbols to counteract and uh, <clears throat> enhance your own life. Mm. And these symbols, let's say you start, um, let's say you went on every direction in your house and you put up big alchemical symbols, you know, like north is, I mean, east is uh, air, you know, west is water and water is linked to our emotions, right? Air is linked to our intellect. Okay then uh, south is fire is linked to um, our aggressiveness, our aggression, our, uh, that's why, you know, Archangel Michael, for example, is, is fire, is, is protector, mm. right? warrior. And, and then north is um, earth. And earth is bringing everything back to the plane manifesting mm. so if you had let's say big symbols of those those are all those are chemical symbols um indicating the specific direction in your house every time you face that direction you would see that symbol and you would get reminded of what this represents and that brings mindfulness into, like, for example, if you look, if you were looking in the East, the East is all about intellect. Right? This is what this world that we're living 
is built on. So it's it's a question of of keeping symbols around that are that essentially remind us of who we are and what we're about, and um, I suppose using sim symbols to uh, keep us aware, keep us aware of what's important, keep us aware of, uh, as you said, you know, the fire, the water, the air, the um, the earth. A grounding us in many respects, you know, back to who we really are, uh, rather than allowing ourselves to be taken away from reality, whatever that is, by the symbols of consumerism, the symbols of people trying to lead us in a particular direction, trying to control us, trying to direct us. So it's questioning those and setting ourselves up so that we're, we're reminded of of the base baseline of who we are that that's right okay that's right and start start asking yourself when you see a symbol that you are familiar with or not familiar with ask yourself how does that make me feel mm. how does exposing myself to this icon to this symbol to this color make me feel mm. And by using your own intuition like that, use these symbols to empower yourself or stay away from them <clears throat> to the extent that you can. Mm. You know, like for example, you, you, here's my question to you. You're wearing a Nike shirt. Yeah. Why? Because it was cheap. <laughs> no, 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 my friend. This is what you tell yourself. This is the justification that the conscious mind will bring to the forefront to justify the purchase because I mean, yeah, this might've been cheap, but you can't tell me that a generic shirt that was of the same quality couldn't have been cheaper than that. Well, <clears throat> the actual situation that happened was that I got three different shirts, which I picked because of the color and they actually are three different brands because they were, there was an offer that I could get, um, three shirts for 25 dollars with 25 euros basically so i just went okay i want a gray one i want a blue one and, and then and it was only after that that i actually said oh they're all they're all different logos right. um so in in that situation um uh I, w I wouldn't like i wasn't particularly swayed by buying nike i i might be more swayed if i was spending 150 euros on a on a pair of trainers in that situation, I might go, oh, well, don't know that brand. I know this brand. It's probably better. You know, you're probably more inclined to go with that. Um, so I could see myself being influenced in that situation. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily put, pay any heed to, you know, 100% cotton shirt from Nike being different to XYZ. And I wouldn't bother me. I don't need to wear it uh, from that point of view. Um, in fact, one of the things that came up for me was just in general that if you were going to if you were going to try and break the the potential for these brands and these logos and symbols to control you, perhaps being in a situation where you say, "Okay, so there's one here for forty dollars and there's one here for twenty dollars, is there really a difference between, or is it just the branding?" And the likelihood is the answer is that it's just the branding. 
So therefore, why would you buy this unless you succumb to the to the idea right. that this is better? Right. But most people will, will try to convince themselves that this is better. Yeah. Well, because, yeah. I, I can get that in some things, and I, and I, I know I do it in some situations, but I, I certainly would question it a lot. Like as you, you quoted the cucumber, for example. To me, I want a cucumber which has nothing on it. In fact, no branding, no plastic, nothing. So I will always go for that over the stuff that has the labels and everything else on it. But that's because I kind of made a decision from a place of awareness that that's what I want to do. But where I haven't made those decisions in, in purchases of other kinds, I probably, like a lot of people, most people, follow the, get led by the nose, by the, the skill of the marketers to, to, to buy the stuff that's more expensive. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh, so, so what, I'm curious, now that we brought that to our attention, this logo on your shirt. Yeah. What do you think? What is its effect on, on you right now? Or what do you think the effect is on other people when they look at it? Like, does it say something about you? Does it say something about me? Well, if my intention when I bought it was to have it say something about me then i could i could i could buy into the fact that i i'm wearing it because i wanted to say something about me but if it didn't as it as it as was the case but does it say something about you regardless of whether or not you think it does because uh, like nike in the minds of the, the, the subconscious mind of the of most people represents something well, maybe it does for people who look at it. Maybe it reinforces they see me and other people wearing Nike right. um, gear. So on that basis, they it reinforces their belief about it. I mean, it obviously has power because what I'm, I, I, you know, I um, would be uh, at this stage uh, a fairly modest um, football, as in soccer supporter, supporter and. Liverpool would be the team that I've supported since I was a kid. And they have just done, like in the last year, this massive deal with Nike. So they were getting something like 30 million a year from, I think it was New Balance with the, for the previous shirt and kit. And they signed a deal this time round where they get, I think it's 20 million guaranteed plus 20% of all merchandise sales. So of all product sales, they get 20%, which means they reckon that it's worth of the order of 100 million based on what they expect the sales to be. So you have on one hand, Nike being so confident that they're going to sell so much of their branded product, obviously associated with Liverpool, that they're prepared to give away 20%. And then on the other side, Liverpool are so confident that it's gonna shift so much in terms of product that they were prepared to take a lower guaranteed um, payment 
knowing that the volume that is likely to be produced is multiples of what they were getting before. So clearly the association between the two brands, symbols, icons, whatever, is such that they both see the value in them coming together and producing um, significant sales. So it clearly it does have an impact. So that's great. That's brilliant. So in this same way, you can connect to everything else that's happening in your life connected to, that is connected to corporate symbols uh, yeah. or, any, or any kind of symbols, you know. If you see, uh, it's funny, there is a, the, you know the symbol of the pentagram, right? Yeah. Which is a magical symbol. You know, that one right here. Yeah. So for, for most people that are unaware, this is an evil symbol. They're scared of it. Right. But the, this symbol is actually a symbol of power, the most powerful symbol in the universe, a symbol of power and empowerment and protection. Mm. So, you know, what you are drawn to uh, consciously or subconsciously is important. And if you are walking a path of um, needing to become more conscious in your life, then it would serve you well to start paying attention to symbols and how they make you feel. That's also very important. So symbols, corporate symbols is one thing because we have been inundated by them, right? Mm -hmm. They've been insidious in our lives. Uh, and uh, any kind of symbol is another thing. So if you need to identify if something is good for you, if something is empowering to you or not, all you have to think is how does it make me feel? Right. That is the first question I ask myself when I'm confronted with anything. The second, I think a question that comes up for me is, yeah, how does it make me feel, but how does it make me want to act? Yes, of course, because yeah. it, 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 how you feel is what drives your behavior. Right? Yes, of course. I mean, that, that's what the subconscious does. Subconscious yeah. drives behavior. So your subconscious mind, how it perceives things, mm -hmm. it will dictate or, you know, how it's going to behave, how it's going to act on things. Mm. So, and I presume we can take it that while we originally started talking about symbols in, in their pure form and the examples that you showed there are symbols in their pure form, presumably the way in which typography has been used in particular more recently, but possibly in the past, and they that's as much a part of the whole symbol as you know squiggles and the, the you know the shapes the actual word as well uh, are words that are used that there is an integral part of the symbol as the icon part of it yes absolutely and and what do we call these things by the way we call them logos right logo logo yeah. type. logos is the word that's what it means 
Mm. It's what logos is, it's a word, that's speech, right? Yeah. Logos. And what is that according to many ancient scriptures? It is the beginning of creation. First there was the word. Yeah. That's right. The first thing was the word. So it is being dictated to our subconscious mind that a logo is what? The beginning of the creation of something. Right. And in that, in that sense, I guess when we talk about a corporate logo, this is the first thing mm. that a corporation will do, right? Yeah. Because that logo will mark its genesis. It will mark the birth of this new nation. Mm. A flag. Mm. What is a flag? A, a, what is a flag but a symbol? Mm. Massive symbol too, because people will die for that symbol. Mm. Yeah. And kill for that symbol. If we think about all the different ways and all the different symbols that we are being manipulated by and with, consciously or unconsciously, I mean, ultimately it's always unconsciously, but I'm saying uh, someone could be manipulating us without having the conscious intent to. Yes. Right? Anything, any, you know, and of course, the symbol is not it does not just confine itself to um you know lines and, and draws and icons and colors and stuff like that it's it becomes everything becomes a symbol uh, that drives behavior like fashion mm. fashion is is massive massively symbolic right? wow. you wear a certain kind of you see people being identified. Oh, she was wearing that blah, 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 you know, that, yeah. that symbolizes an era or symbolizes a, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. like this 60s, whatever. <laughs> you know, the bell bottoms that, that uh, marked the 70s. Yeah. What, think about it. Just by saying one word, you bring an entire <laughs> decade into yeah. people's awareness. Mm. And, and people's emotional awareness because it makes you feel something, especially if you were a kid or if you were alive during that era yeah. you know it brings up emotions mm. oh you know what is nostalgic that's what nostalgia is and it's being brought on to the forefront by anything that links you to that era you know like an old thing you know, oh you know, I, I'm an artist, right? I create, I, I'm a photographer, I do these things. So if I look at a, like I have a, a certain love for vintage, not only vintage photographs, but also a vintage way of photographing, mm. you know, like pinhole cameras, almost like mm. it's just kind of magic, right? And so when I look at either a, a handmade camera or, or the product, of a camera like that, it creates a certain kind of nostalgia in me. Mm. It, it draws me in. Uh, there's a, there's this thing. A few actually it was a couple of decades back. Uh, there was a company. I think it was called a Holga or a Diana or something like that. They started creating these so-called toy cameras. Okay. And and the toy cameras were like. 
supposedly like you know for kids and stuff but you put film in it actual film and uh you take a picture but then the camera wasn't like hermetically closed mm-hmm. so it would, would allow for all this kind of light leaks and stuff so you take a picture and you could take the same picture you know like on a tripod for for like 10 times and you would end up with different photographs oh my god you know that that creates a certain kind of a certain kind of emotional attachment to that thing because now all of a sudden this is unique it describes that moment right if you sit there with like a massive dslr and go every unless your subject is moving every single picture will look exactly identical than the other one right yeah yeah and so you're like delete 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 yeah delete i'll just keep one uh but you wouldn't do that if you were shooting with a toy camera because mm. every single one of them would have a different representation of the moment. And that's something that becomes magical in the people's subconscious mind. Mm. And conscious mind is drawn to the fact that I can identify this, this one particular moment just by looking at this yeah you know and and there's all these people do stuff like they get all the the brown autumn leaves and, and they seal them in uh you know silicone or whatever yeah a lot of people do that kind of stuff or flowers or, or yeah and epoxy epoxy yes yeah, yeah. and why do they do that because it's just freezes this beautiful moment mm. right oh i feel so oh i'm so beautiful everything is gorgeous and blah blah and we are together i'm in love you know or the kids are like running in the fields the dogs woof woof <laughs> and, and, and <clears throat> that creates a certain emotional residue right significance in your heart that you don't want to let go of mm. you want to hold that near Mm-hmm. close to your heart and every time you look at this frozen piece of whatever epoxy plastic uh, silicon thing it brings back that yeah moment. yeah so so i know we're getting to uh to close up time so as a final thought around um symbols and logos um what what are we what are we saying i mean clearly like this has been very revealing for me because you're you're putting attention on it has kind of said oh yeah like literally like i'm looking at the computer here that we're doing this on and this big apple in front of it and my microphone the side has a big road sort of the words but it's it's a symbol as well um i mean everything around me um has some kind of uh logo yeah so so it, it, you don't actually have to look very far uh, and to realize that probably the reason that i bought most of this stuff started with the logo or the symbol mm-hmm. and what that represented so it's hugely powerful mm-hmm. um, so, so what would your summing up be then on the basis of the topic? 
Well, since since I, uh, you know, we've already uh, look. Most people are not going. Even, even though most people that listen to this will understand that this is so, they will not make a conscious effort to to run away from the significance of sure. the world. Uh, and that's totally cool. That's fine. Uh, but you might want to start from the point of reference that a, a corporate symbol or any symbol uh, delivers to your subconscious mind, how it makes you feel. Like I said before, you know, yeah. you just, if, if you're empowered by the Apple symbol, use it, mm. but use it to draw power from, not to put power on. How do you, what's the, what's the distinction? The distinction is taking the logo in and branding yourself with okay. it rather than you needing to attach yourself to them. You see, it's a, it's a, it's an intention. Right. You know, if, if, if I am attaching myself to Apple, then I am after every single product they come up with. But if I want to use some of that energy, then I very specifically and consciously choose to have that product of theirs that actually make, makes me be more powerful, be more creative, be more, right. uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> and not just be like a, a, in a sheeply kind of way, a follower, but take that and use it as a weapon. You know, like for example, yeah. speaking of weapons, there are guns out there and there, there are guns that are like iconic, you know, like you have like mm. Smith and Wesson, you see, and, and people that know anything about guns, they will gravitate towards because they, they know of the quality mm. of, that, of that brand, of that, any gun that is actually crafted by Smith and Wesson is going to deliver that quality. It's going to deliver that power. And it's going to then, if you, if you use a gun like that, you can have that symbol mm -hmm. leak some of its power into you. And you can use that for any symbol that actually means something to you. So, so, so I'm, what I'm getting is that you make a choice around, you know, buying a Rolls Royce because of the quality of the product rather than what it might say about you. So if you can make the distinction between buying it because you know that it's good and will do the job for you and will be better than most other products, buy it for that reason, because that in that way you're drawing the power. But yes. if the reason why you're buying it is just because you want to be seen to be driving around yes. in a Rolls Royce, exactly. then you're, you're almost giving away your power to it. That's right, exactly. Okay. So, so there are two questions that I would ask, the first question is, how does this make me feel? Mm. And the second is, how does this make me look? Yeah. I tend to stay away from the second mm. because the second one is the one that makes me deliver my power yeah. to, to the outside, whether it be uh, a, a corporation uh, or the people that, uh, I'm concerned about how they will react to to me being represented by the symbol. So that doesn't matter to me. That actually, for people, if people manage 
to just do this, they will immediately stop some massive energetic leaks mm -hmm. within their body, within their, their lives. They will manage to conserve massive amounts of energy because now it's like, it's like saying, I don't care what you think of me. I care what I think of me. Mm. Yeah. So, so you link that personal power to anything that makes you feel powerful mm -hmm. and you use that. Yeah. Okay. Not that for the purposes of, of projecting it outwardly, you need the inward projection because mm -hmm. that's what's going to change your life. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. And also that, that when it comes to <clears throat> the symbols that we're surrounded by, but you can start making your own, right? You can start creating your own. You don't have to be necessarily, and I mean, you know, if you go to an artist, uh, like, like I made this symbol for you, this symbol for you, and that could be, you could be more drawn to it because it's more, I don't know, artistically inclined or it looks mm -hmm. like a, an archetypal symbol, like an ancient symbol, whatever. And we are conditioned to be drawn to those, but it could be, it could be anything. You can scribble something and say, this is a symbol of my power. And get a t-shirt. Yes. Or tattoo. You know, what do you think? Yeah. See, uh, the, the tattoos yeah. are massively powerful. And mm. this is why, you know, the vast majority of the people get a tattoo, a stupid tattoo, and they do it for the only reason of um, showcasing themselves so they can get accepted or, mm. or um, ad adored mm. by the outside world. Mm. These are the people that leak their energy constantly. Yeah. Because you feed that need. Mm. If that symbol that you put on your body, that, that symbol, that ink is being fed by your life force every single moment. So whatever that symbol means, if it doesn't mean anything, you feed insignificance mm. constantly with your life force. You feed yeah. bullshit. You feed the surface level stuff. You yeah. feed yeah. You know, uh, uh, narcissism or you know, whatever. Mm. And this stuff, of course, is going to create energetic situations for you that will disempower you more and more. Yeah. Make you, you, make more you just a follower, a slave. Almost. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So whatever symbol you choose to, fo to follow, to integrate within your life, make sure it empowers you. It makes you feel like the person you wish to become. Mm. Yeah. And in that sense, of course, it is just like an affirmation. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we touched upon this because uh, it is something that uh, on a, a daily basis uh, is being brought to my attention. And um, especially because, you know, I actually create symbols. <laughs> mm. so part of what I do. Uh, and so, wow, I, I know I'm very intimately familiar with how important and powerful those are yeah so let's create with symbols mm. let's create significance let's create power let's create well-being let's create wisdom yeah. let's create insights
uh, rather than be sucked into some uh, void uh, that only wants to use us, you know? Yeah, yeah, someone else's agenda, yeah. Okay. So, having said that, thank you, my friend, for uh, your amazing contribution as, as you do weekly. And we thank everyone who is listening to us. And as we always say, let's be careful out there and watch those symbols. <laughs> and don't let your mind kill you. Thanks for listening to Your Mind is Trying to Kill You with Alexandros Megas and Vincent Byrne. If you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, then we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well. It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week. Thank you.